Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Tonight, I've got Fritz Coleman and Louise Palinker on talking about Media Path Podcast. Over 125 episodes, still going strong. What makes them tick? Later on, we'll talk to Christina Hampton from the St. Louis Science Center about their brand new Doctor Who exhibit. How you can see that and more. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. And if you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight on this glorious Sunday evening, hello to all of you. Thank you for tuning in to the Big 550 KTRS. If you're streaming us out there in the world via the website or the KTRS radio app, hello to you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, unfortunately, Joey V, my executive producer, not in studio tonight, so you're not able to see us on video on YouTube and Facebook. But if you're hearing us after the fact in the podcast form on whatever platform you listen to your podcast we appreciate your finding us there subscribing hopefully you subscribed by now and you've uh, found us to your liking if you haven't already subscribed on your platform of choice hit that subscribe button that does help us out in search engine optimization and again to remind you all we're doing that push to a thousand people on youtube by april for my birthday 1k by my birthday so if you haven't already head over to youtube.com look up geek to me radio hit that subscribe button tap the little bell notification so you'll get a notification whenever we do go live there as well with all the business out of the way we'll go right to my first guests, Fritz Coleman and Louise Palinker from the Media Path Podcast. A fascinating story about how they got this started. I think they're on at least 126 episodes last time I looked, but I'm delighted to have the both of you on. Thanks very much for your time on a Sunday. Be here. Of course. Happy to be here. Of course. I'm so glad to have you. Um, so, it's uh, Fritz, let me start with you. You you started out, you were doing the weather in L.A., if I'm not mistaken, and uh, you decided, hey, I'm not done. I'm going to keep going. And you, you and Louise have put together this fascinating podcast. Did you kind of already have podcasting on the brain when you shifted gears, or was that something that Louise approached you about? Kind of talk about how the genesis of this came about. Well, I'm just surfing on a tsunami caused by Wheezy, my partner. <laughs> she is very uh, schooled in the podcasting area. This is her fifth podcast. Wow. I was at NBC in Los Angeles doing the weather for 40 years, and I was under contract to them, and it was um, you know, not permitted for me to do outside media interests until uh, I wasn't under contract anymore. And so as soon as I was uh, out of my NBC contract, we, we have been friends for 30 years. Weezy produced a couple of my one-person shows. She started a radio company of her own called Premier Radio Networks that were wildly successful, and so she's got broadcasting chops and, and invited me to join her. We've been friends for a long time, and really, we see eye-to-eye on a lot of things, on movies and books, 
and politics, and we just thought that a podcast would be a continuation of the conversations we have every day in our lives, and it's been a blast. We're having so much fun. And Louise, you've been involved in uh, you know entertainment and everything like that for quite a while. Uh, podcasts since I've, if I remember correctly, two thousand five, when really podcasting was kind of in its infancy, and now we've seen it like everybody has a podcast. So, what has surprised you most about how the podcasting industry has changed in the past almost twenty years now? Not a lot. You kind of could have called it that, you know, absolutely all media will be streaming and will be available. I mean, you could have called it when you went to a hotel room and and you could watch movies that had just come out of the theater. Why why can't you do that at home? You know, you knew that was coming. Right. And here we are, you know, we can, you can get ready for the Academy Awards and watch pretty much everything ahead of the broadcast without having to go, you know, catch the coffee germs of whoever the hell is sitting next to you <laughs> munching on their popcorn, you know. And so, yeah, streaming was a pretty easy call that radio was, you know, that uh, podcasting was going to be the radio version of being able to press pause and not, not able to sit in the parking lot to listen to the end of uh, a radio show that you love. And obviously for me, because I'm, I'm, uh, I, I love radio. I love doing this live show because it's almost like live theater. Because sometimes we'll get calls, people calling with questions. Uh, when yeah. we got the video, we got the live chat. So I love doing the live radio show. But it seems like my, my biggest thing is I always get a little, um, how how do I a little jealous because celebrities will start a podcast. Michael Rosenbaum has a fantastic podcast, but it's like, dude, you're already rich and famous as an actor. Do you really need to be doing podcasting too? Because <laughs> it's kind of one of those oh, things. Yeah. But it, it is interesting to see how many different people have gone into it, and everyone takes a kind of a different path. So uh, we'll start with Louise on this question: What separates Media Path podcast from all the other podcasts out there? Not much. It's just people talking that think that they're interesting. That's, you know, that's what podcasts are. It's just a matter of, well, is this a conversation that I'd like to take part in? Is this interesting? Do I do I want to just sit and listen to these folks uh, discuss what what they're intrigued by? Is that am I also intrigued by it? Hopefully that's the case. But really, you know, you could listen to Dana Carvey and, uh, you know, and that could be your guy, or you could like for tonight. It's just really picking a conversation that feels like a like a good fit, and hoping that you know you rise above the fray. And Fritz, uh, for the I, two of you, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say just to add to what you said. You, you know, I was in radio for fifteen years. Been in all of career, created great radio. But I, I think what I love about it the most. Uh, uh, is the intimacy of it. It's just a conversation. And I think people, it's, it's there's, there's a, a, just a, a great aspect of sort of listening in on a conversation that you're not part of, and uh, people enjoy that. You, you can be more free-form with your thoughts and your language and your comments, your politics, whatever you want to do, and it's really interesting. What you have to do, particularly when you're starting a podcast, and you know this, is put out of your mind being immediately successful. There are so many podcasts, you just have to do the best show you can, and gradually over time, if you stick to it, and you develop your own character, your own personality, your own chemistry with your co-host, it will evolve into something and you gradually build. It's really fun. You just have to do it because you love it in order to cut yourself out of the pack. 
No, and I, and I enjoy doing it because I love, I, I, I'm kind of always been a person who likes to get to know other people. And so this to me is a lot of fun, just talking to the two of you, finding out more about you and whenever we have guests. And I noticed when I looked mm-hmm. at your website and kind of browsed through your catalog, we've shared some guests. One of the nicest men in Hollywood, Henry Winkler. I see you've, you've had him on. I had him on the show before. It just could not be any nicer. I'd say probably top five nicest celebrities I've ever met. Absolutely, you, you we've had him on twice. Any better? He's, yeah, he's a good friend of ours. We've we've done projects together. We've pitched TV shows together. So that for us, that's just like a member of the family. And uh, you know, just kind of having having conversations that we hope others will enjoy. You know, you're right. He's just a, a sweetheart. We adore him. He's a sweetheart, and and, and I'll tell you um, what I've come to love even more than I did before because I've gotten to speak to more people one-on-one through this podcast is that stars who are extremely talented, but who are comfortable in their own skin. Mm. They don't have to be condescending. They don't have to talk down to you. They don't have to be superior. They're just a human being and they treat you like one. That's so relaxing and comfortable and really makes for a great conversation. And Henry is the greatest example of that. You, you described it perfectly. We just love Henry. And if you're just now tuning in, we're talking with Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker. Am I, am I saying that right, Louise Palanker? Palanker. Palanker, thank you. Okay, I'm, I I used to substitute teach high school, and I'd always get kids' names wrong, so I apologize. I haven't broken myself <laughs> of that habit yet. Um, but we're I'm talking to them to, about to Media a, Path yeah. Podcast. And you can go oh. online if you want to check out more of their stuff as well. How do the two of you, and whichever one of you want to jump in, how do the two of you decide what topics you're going to broach? Because you've got a wide variety. Like I said, one time you're talking with Henry Winkler, the next time you've got Adam Schiff on the show, you guys talk about music and the Beatles and things like that. How do the two of you decide what you're going to talk about each episode and how far out do you guys plan? Weezy? We, we plan pretty far out. We're, we'll probably book two or three months out. We, we will make like adjustments if there's a, you know, someone wants to get on ahead of the Academy Awards or, you know, if there's a timing issue, there's a show opening, you know, we'll make, we'll make some adjustments, but we mostly have people reaching out to us now who want to be on the show. So we're sort of just fielding requests and uh, seeing if it's a good fit. You know, I'm sure you have the same routine where you kind of take a look at, what it is that they'd like to discuss and see if it's a good fit for for your brand. Yeah, and I and, and I know this works in radio because our first uh, our first uh, booker was she just did us part time and she did radio booking. So what happens is get into a relationship with a publicist, and a publicist will uh, start to trust you with clients of increasing visibility. And the more they get to trust you with their clients and the clients have a positive experience and they know that we do our homework and we pride ourselves in that, read all the books, do all the research, then they trust you and then you you get sort of a higher, more visible caliber of uh, guests on there. And so we're really, we're hitting our stride with that now. We're doing well with politicians, with music acts, with with, uh, people that are you know, having great movie projects, and it's fun. We're, we're building credibility in the public relations industry, and public relations is your firewall between you and the stars. You have to get along with your publicist or it's not going to work. So it, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's fun, and we're, we're, we're very proud of We're making some real progress. 
And I would assume, too, being as, uh, you know, obviously, Louise, I'm sure you've got a lot of contacts being in the business. And then, Fritz, with your with your high-profile previous job, I assume that that does help a little easier because you guys, you both are known quantities. So when people, you know, you come to people, they're like, oh, sure, we know them. It's not like you're some Joe Schmo doing a podcast in their basement and you're kind of like, hey, we want to have, you know, Timothy Dalton on the show or something like that. You're, you're 100% correct. We've had Joe Schmo on. He's not that interesting. I kind of figured. Yeah, I've heard the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so but nice you... guy, nice, super sweet. Uh, yeah, it's it's just you know I I think that it's just kind of like the turn of life where somebody will the publishers will say well how did that podcast go and the and the celebrity will say oh we we had a great conversation and then they they want they they go ahead and pitch you to the next the next level up of like you know, as, as Fritz was saying in terms of like profile, but yet we, job one is just do your job well, work hard, be prepared. We do a lot of pre-production. We do a lot of post-production. I was listening to your uh, production values. You guys are like, it's like you're putting on a musical. You guys are elaborate. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. Well, thank you. That's, that's actually, that's, that's a, a parody song. I actually, I wrote the words and my friend sang that for my intro, and I've got another outro uh, that we use. Oh. But, uh, yeah, because, I, I, like I said, I used to listen to, I, when I'd go, uh, you know, my, my dad grew up. He was uh, just a little bit of back history. My dad would have been 103 this year. He was at Pearl Harbor when the Japanese bombed it, but he used to listen to radio <gasps> oh all God. the time. He was a wow. radio guy, and I kind of grew up that little bit of love of radio instilled in me. And, you know, I've, I've acted. I did the 1940s radio hour, and I loved the, the guy with the soundboard who would actually do the slide the things across, and he dropped the, the uh, nuts and bolts in the bottle for the Coca-Cola commercial. That kind yeah. of stuff kind of <laughs> resonated with me. So I do enjoy that production level, and I appreciate oh, the compliment. Yeah. Thank you. It's so cool. I love well, no, it. It, yeah. it, it. It has to be. You know, uh, it's entertaining. It's theater of the mind. That's why I love radio too. And uh, it's it's uh, it's creating, letting a person use their own mind to create a universe with the help of your sound effects and music and attitude. So good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's always interesting too because uh, you know. You, as a podcaster, as a radio, I'm sure you both have felt it, both in this industry and others. You kind of feel a point, you kind of plateaued, and you're like, what do I do to get past this? Have you guys, I, I kind of jokingly refer to it as podcaster's block. Have you, hmm. the two of you, run into that at all? And have you found a remedy or cure? What What is it that kind of gets you over that kind of a hump? Well, we're on your show. We feel like that's a breakthrough moment for us, so we're super, we're super proud. Obviously, Lori did and... not explain, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We no, just, it, it, I try it, not. It, I don't uh, look at the numbers. I, I don't. I, you know, if you put out of your mind, you know, you're in radio, and so you're you have to obsess over ratings. In television, we had the overnight ratings, and you had the uh, rating sweeps four times a year. And it, there's not that, that that daily obsession. What you have to do is, and it's such a great place for you to be in your life, whatever you do, just do it well. There are things you can't control. And if you do it really well and continue to improve your skills, people will, you know, if you build it, they will come. Hmm. So that's what we find for ourselves. So it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a slow process. But you can't be as competitive as you are in broadcasting because you have a million options right there in your local area. You have lots of opportunities there for other people to listen to other radio in St. Louis. But uh, it's a big, huge media town. I mean, some of the greatest radio in the country 
uh, emanated from St. Louis because it's the heartland of America. So mm-hmm. you have more competition on live radio. And so what you have to do is put the competitive aspect out of it and just build the best show you can and hope that people find you as a podcaster. And did you want to add anything to that at all, Louise? Or? I mean, I think Fritz said it really well. I'm, we're not, I don't feel like this is competitive because other podcasters have everything in common with us. We love radio and we love communicating mm-hmm. and we love, you know, just sharing. And I, I love sort of the 360-ness of media now where almost everybody is has some sort of uh, profile online there maybe they're just commenting on facebook but they're still they're a part of the conversation right so every time you post something on instagram you, you're you're a broadcaster so i love that people can uh respond to us and let us know what they've been watching what they've been enjoying and join the conversation so that it's it's so inclusive and uh and engaging and we're you know we're just doing our say, best yeah no, you're right. You're 100% right. We, I, I, and I will just uh, say on Weezy's behalf, we have a great value-added podcast because we're on YouTube as well. Weezy is a documentary filmmaker. She made a great documentary called The Cow Sills, a family band, which is still started on Showtime. It's still streaming on Amazon Prime Video. She's a documentary filmmaker and is a skilled editor. So she post-produces our podcast, adds the visual elements, and it goes up on our YouTube channel. So uh, we're, we're trying to gather an audience wherever we can. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things you have to be so versatile because, and I, it's not that I'm telling you to anything new, the technology, there's always a little something. Oh, now everyone on Instagram, now reels are where it's at. You have to put reels up. Right. Oh, yep. YouTube, yeah, you got to do shorts on YouTube now. It's crazy. Yeah, yep. there's there's a lot of work to, to be done every week. You're just kind of like making checklists of, and then what I, you know, typing with my thumbs has just not ever been my strong suit. So I'm like, I'm sure there's typos all over TikTok, but I'm doing my best to be a part of the party. Yeah, it's another yeah. one, too, because TikTok's now sprung up, and I haven't even gone to that because I'm like, I cannot keep up. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and that's about all I can possibly do because, like everyone else in radio, I've got a day job. Nobody so. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. it. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. You can't you can't do it all. I think you have to pick out what you would do well and then commit yourself to that and then not beat yourself up about noticing where everyone everyone's moving over to this platform. And when 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 am I supposed to be over there and what it, how does it work? And, you know, just do what you can do it well and then grow in, incrementally bite size so that it feels doable and so that you don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, I, you're right. And, and what you what you learn over time. Uh, is you learn which of the social media things your particular audience tends to respond more to, Mm -hmm. and you can play Mm -hmm. that well. Uh, Weezy's been doing a great job on TikTok because uh, she's getting that formula figured out, so we're getting some good exposure there. But, you know, uh, we have a slightly older demographic, so Facebook is bigger to us than Mm -hmm. maybe some of the others. So you just have to find out where where your tunnel lies for your audience. And again, if you're just now tuning in, we're talking with Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker. I'll get it right that time about Media yeah. Path Podcast. Well Are you the, the two of you okay to stick with me for a very quick commercial break? Sure. Absolutely, of course. Perfect. Uh, if you're listening right now, will you stand by? We're going to take the very fast commercial break. We'll come right back talking more with our friends from Media Path Podcast. 
You're listening to geek to me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. Hi, this is Jonathan Katz, and you are listening to geek to me Radio, coming to you live from your radio or your computer. It's a, it's a, it's a show you can listen to. You see what I'm saying? You can hear it. This is something you, you, you shouldn't expect to see anything. It's a, it's a radio show. We are back. Geek to Me Radio heard here every Sunday night on the Big 550. Very quickly, I want to make sure we tell you about our official comic book sponsor, Bugs Comics and Games. If you are looking to get back into comics, maybe you've seen Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Maybe you're getting ready to see the new Shazam movie coming out this month. You want to kind of dig into the history and lore. No better place to start your journey than Bugs Comics and Games. They're right there on Bryan Road in O'Fallon. Easily accessible from either the Page Extension or Highway 70. Maybe you are like our friends Fritz and Louise and they're from out of town. You don't have a local comic book store. Your local comic book store closed. No problem. Go to BugsComicsAndGames.com. You can order online. They've got variant covers, back issues, new issues. If you want to save some money while you're collecting in your favorite hobby, join their Avengers Club. You start getting discounts on your new comics, your back issues, your toys, your games, your collectibles, your supplies, whatever it is. The more you spend, the more you save. And that's a great way to not give up your hobby and still enjoy it in this economy when we're all trying to save money everywhere we can. Give their Facebook page a like, Bugs Comics and Games on Facebook. Larry will be very happy that you did. Very proud to have them as the official comic book sponsor here on geek to me Radio. We're chatting with Fritz and Louise about... Media Path Podcast. Uh, I was curious, one of the things I never touch on while I'm doing the show, just because you're going to upset somebody, and plus it's not really in the realm of pop culture, I never delve into politics. That's something the two of you don't shy away from. Have you had any issues with uh, any of your guests you've had on or anything like that? Well, we we try to be respectful to the guests. If if it's clear that the guest is maybe has different political views than us because you, you kind of can tell from doing a little bit of research, We then we steer away from politics. But if if the guest leans in, in the direction that we do, which is we're, we're Democrats, then we talk about it. So, we're, you know, I, I think that I think that we, we we should all sort of be respectful to our own, you know, core core values and and in podcast land, you don't have to shy away because there's a billion podcasts to choose from. And if we say something offensive that you're not in agreement with and you can no longer um, hang with us, then then that's fine. But at the other the other way is that if you're saying something that does resonate with folks that they maybe they're not hearing represented elsewhere, then, then all the better. So, you know, Fritz, when yeah, he was we, the weatherman, we, we are not confrontational. Yeah, we're we not are informational. We have had many guests on who, right out of the box, uh, will expose their political bent. And if we happen to disagree with that, we just avoid the topic because we're not confrontational. Gotcha. We, we, we just want to learn someone's opinion and see how it plugs into the greater zeitgeist of American thought. You know, we, we don't, we're not there. We're not, we're not like a, 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 a hardcore conservative radio guy whose whole job is to get up in your face and see if he can push your buttons. We don't do that in any way. So uh, we're, we're mildly political only because we're interested in politics, but we're, we're, we're not there to slash and burn if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, then, yeah, and I, again, think, I think it's important to respect folks and to and to meet folks where they are. 
if people want to talk about politics, we'll 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 talk we'll talk about that. We're you know we're having Adam Schiff on again. He, we're, uh, Fritz is his constituent, so I think that's one of his obligations. Is uh, you have to talk to Fritz. And, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we read out a book and we, and we love and we love talking about politics, but we do not want to drive any wedges. And we feel like all you know Americans have far more in common than they, we have different. And, and we just want we hope that folks can remember that and that you know we need one another. And I know, like yep. I said, you guys have talked about classic movies. You guys uh, you have have an episode about Cary Grant and class acting. Uh, like I said, the political stuff, music. You guys have talked about. Is there? What did like for me? I love talking to voice actors, and people who look at my catalog of guests can see I've had a lot of voice actors on the show in the past. What do each one of you feel is kind of your wheelhouse? Like if you're going to book an episode, and there's a certain one, I'm like, oh, this is totally right up my alley. Uh, we'll start with Fritz on this one. Weezy and I both have a deep interest in music. Okay. Uh, when she had built her radio company, she interviewed nearly every music star that's ever been in top 40 from the 70s to the 2000s. And um, I uh, was a DJ, and I have a great interest in music. So anytime we have a music guest, we had Gary Puckett from the Union Gap. We had Felix Cavalieri, the drummer from the Rascals. We had John Sebastian on. We, we've had we uh, we had the guys that produced the Wrecking Crew, oh, which neat. is about the L.A. band, uh, L.A. based uh, uh, session musicians. And anytime it's a music topic, we we it sparks both of us. We we enjoy that. That's just one area. And then politics. And Reese's an avid reader, so authors. I mean, honestly. The fun for me is I don't even have to have a, an interest in it. The fun for me is having a conversation with somebody who's telling me something I didn't know. And if I, I don't care what field it's in, I have a great interest in that. But would you agree, Lisa, that music is a time when we really it gets our blood going? I say music number one for the two of us, but also, you know, one of my favorites is Boomer Child Stars. We like to check in with child stars that we grew up watching because I think folks like to know that that people are okay. Uh, and and yep. it's just fun to find out where their life has taken them. Yeah, and we sadly just lost um, uh, Adam. Uh, Adam Rich. Rich, yeah. thank you. I was going to say Adam Scott, and I know that's not it. Uh, Adam Rich, yes, from Eight is Enough. We just sadly lost him earlier this year. That was, And then we lost, I see you had Cindy Williams on your show. We just lost her, too, which is so sad that all these people who I grew up watching are now passing away. Oh, it just it, yeah. it breaks your heart. Oh, she was yeah, a treasure. We had her on, and, and we had... Uh, you know the the timing of that is so odd. I mean, she was on. She passed away. Really, not a great deal of time uh, beyond when we had interviewed her. Mm. And uh, right, like we, with Judy Tenuta, that happened, and also Judy with Tony Tenuta, Dow. Yes. Yeah, but Tony Dow Tony from Dow, Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, weeks after after we interviewed him, he passed away. Gotcha. So I mean, gotcha, people gentlemen. people feel like they're part of their family, especially. If it was if it was people that were kids and grew up with this alternative television family, they have a lot of emotional mm-hmm. investment in these people. Mm-hmm. So it's sad. And uh, we ju- I just saw Jerry Mathers was at Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida. I was just down there this past weekend, and uh, he's he's doing really well. So uh, I don't oh, know if you. Cool. It's always That's nice awesome. to see these people. I was like, oh yay, you they're know, doing his, well. <laughs> his brother is a television yeah. producer, yeah. and his brother James is a television producer. And I just did a special at a theater in North Hollywood, a comedy special. And he was the director. He was the technical and regular director. He's a sweetheart. 
and uh, oh, just wow. the, the nicest guy. And also was a child star, but just didn't didn't get the traction his brother did. So, but he's just a really lovely guy. And once again, the uh, if you want to check out Fritz and Louise's podcast, the website is Media Path Podcast. Dot com. You can click on there to see a full list of their episodes. Uh, what about social media handles aside from the website? Are you both active on social media, and how can people keep up with the two of you there? Go well, ahead, we have, you remember uh, that better than I do. We have our own social medias just with our name, Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker, and then Media Path Pod. We're Media Path Pod on a lot of the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we are Media Path Podcast. We have a show page, and we have a community page, which is, which is a group so it's a Fritz and Weezy podcast community, some kind of clever group name where you can join the group <laughs> and we do, give, we do giveaways. And we also have a really cool newsletter that we send out every week where that's just fun and dishy and sassy. And uh, there's contests and quizzes and stuff on there. And you can sign up on our website, mediapathpodcast.com. So if you're out there and you're looking for another great show, because you already love my show, obviously, if you're looking for another fantastically fun show, check out Fritz and Louise, mediapathpodcast.com. Thank you both very, very much for taking the time on a Sunday night to be part of my show. I greatly appreciate it, and hopefully we can have you back on uh, for your 200th episode. Well, you you were awesome, James. Thanks for inviting us. You do a great job. Keep up the good work. Thank you both very much. I appreciate your kind words, and uh, be well. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. There they go. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes if you're listening uh, after the fact in the podcast form. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. We're going to take another quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to come right back with my next guest talking about the brand new Doctor Who exhibit at the St. Louis Science Center. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. Hello. My name is Sylvester McCoy. I want you to listen to Geek to Me Radio. Otherwise, if you don't, I'll cry. We are back. Geek to Me Radio every Sunday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 o'clock for those of you in the St. Louis area. I'm your host, James Enstall. Before we get to my next guest, I want to make sure we tell you about our brand new sponsor, Steve's Hot Dogs. If you are looking to go down to St. Louis City and check out a game, Steve's Hot Dogs has a place right there. You can get your food before you head in. Obviously, their location on the, in, uh, on the hill. Great, great food. A great themed hot dogs. If you haven't checked out the menu, it's worth going to the website just to check out the menu. Uh, it's some really good food, and the great thing is Steve always gives back to the community. So if you're in the greater St. Louis area and you want to head out and maybe check them out. They're located on South Grand is their main restaurant. We mentioned the one at the new St. Louis City Plaza as well. Uh, but it's a great, obviously, Steve Ewing, The Urge, people in the St. Louis area know him. And it's great when someone like that gives back to the community. They're always doing uh, extra things. They've got special fun events going on, like their open mic comedy night. And you can sign up for things like that. And, of course, if you're looking for an event, you know, the spring is coming. You might have a outdoor thing or maybe a, a birthday or some kind of big thing. They do catering. What's better than catered hot dogs from someone who knows what hot dogs are supposed to be like? Check out the website, Steve's Hot Dogs, STL.com. Guaranteed you won't find a better dog in the entire bi-state area. Very happy to have them as our brand new food sponsor here on Geek to Me Radio. We've got my next guest, Christina Hampton from the St. Louis Science Center. 
and they've got a new Doctor Who event that's going on. And just having come back from Pensacon, getting to meet four different doctors, five different companions, it was great to see that this event's right here in St. Louis. It's like I'm just going to continue my Doctor Who experience. Christina, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. I appreciate your time tonight on a Sunday. Um, so I understand that you yourself obviously are a Whovian as well. Uh, yes, quite a big fan. <laughs> so it's always fun. We always go to the first Fridays. They've always got different themed events. And we went to the Doctor Who one a while back. And I actually uh, was uh, fortunate enough to be able to host Simon Fisher Becker's panel there in the IMAX oh, yeah. theater. Uh, but it's always cool to see these things. But Doctor Who, I feel like maybe I'm a little biased, but that's always kind of brings in a little bit of an extra crowd to that on first Friday. Now they've got this great event. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what people can experience at the Science Center at this event. Well, it's an exhibit. Um, So I was approached by a private collector who has amassed quite a huge collection of Doctor Who materials. And when I say that, I'm not saying that as like, oh, fun things like coloring books and things like that are cards. No, I'm talking about an actual screen use TARDIS that was used by four different doctors and also a large collection of um, private collection of sonic screwdriver material. So this is a mixture of authentic screen-used sonic screwdrivers by people like David Tennant and Matt Smith, but then also archival replicas made from the original molds for some of the older doctors of the classic who. And not to mention also so many things but artwork like so we have the prop makers and the artists their original artwork with notes on it those are on display as well so this is a really amazing experience and opportunity for everyone in the st louis area and surrounding who should come see this because this is the only screen used tardis in north america on public display And I know I was talking with uh, someone there and they said that there's a traveling exhibit. This is not the same thing. So if you're listening right now and you said, oh, I just saw one of those in whatever town, this is different. Yes, that's right. So the traveling one that the BBC puts on, um, this is completely different. This is something that the Science Center worked closely with this private collector to create. So this is a brand new experience, one of a kind, never before seen type of exhibit And I think people are going to be blown away. Um, It's not that it's huge, but it's the fact of the substance, the material, the the props. I mean, the TARDIS. Who doesn't want to see an actual TARDIS? (laughs) (laughs) You go to the cons and you see the ones you can take pictures with. But this is one that doctors used, right? So this is different. And I believe this was the one that was used in Twice Upon a Time, right? So this is Peter Capaldi and uh, David Bradley, who are playing the first doctor, both used this one, right? Yes, that's correct. And um, it's modeled off of the first Doctor's TARDIS. So that 1966 original TARDIS, um, which is really, really cool. And then it was also used in the episode with Jodie Whittaker and the fugitive Doctor, Joe Martin. Oh, cool. um, Fugitive of the Jadoon. So it was used by all four different Doctors, which makes this really unique. And I should mention, too, if you've got a question uh, for Christine about the exhibit, you can text us on the KTRS text lines at 84126. Just be sure to put your uh, first name because all I'll see is a phone number in your question. So I'd like to give you a shout out. So let's say I'm I'm Bob from Fenton or I'm Cindy from St. Charles. And my question is this. And we'll uh, we'll ask Christina while we've got her here for a few more minutes. Um, It's always Doctor Who is such an inclusive fandom. And I feel like. It's a very, uh, everyone always is very supportive. Like I said, I just 
caught back from Pensacon last weekend where we had Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, and Chris Eccleston, and Paul McGann were all there along with uh, Nicola Bryant, uh, I'm trying to think who else, Sophie Aldridge, Janet Fielding, and I'm missing somebody, but yeah, they had a huge Doctor Who presence there, wow. and it's just, it, it's so neat to see the cosplay and everything like that. So for people who might want to check this out and are worried, this will be there for a little while, right? Yes, we opened on March 2nd, so it's only been open a few days, but we will have it through the 60th anniversary later this year oh, great. and through the end of the year. So we'll actually have it into the second weekend of January. Oh, great. Okay. Um, yeah. And not only for the 60th anniversary, but right after we'll have our Doctor Who first Friday at the Science Center on December 1st. Is and that's when we're going to celebrate, you know, the anniversary and everything who... So the, the, I, this private collector, I'm not trying to dig into information like or anything like that, but I'm just curious, is he local to the St. Louis area or is he just kind of regional and wanted to, uh, you know, he's hey, the Science Center is uh, something he wanted to get involved with? He is local to St. Louis and he is a huge supporter and friend of the Science Center. And we are very fortunate that he takes such an interest in the Science Center and wants to share this with everyone Um, not just the Science Center, but everyone in the region and surrounding. So it's really been a great opportunity. And as you did mention, this will be there for the 60th, which obviously is in November, but you guys are doing it right after the 60th for first Friday in December. Uh, do you, have you already started planning that first Friday event? Like I know before they've shown episodes on the IMAX screen. Do you have any little bit of uh, teasers as to what people might be able to expect for that first Friday yet? Well, we're we're still talking about it. We have other ones coming before that, which sure. people should not miss. Oh no, but, absolutely. <laughs> um, but we're we're planning a few different things. We, of course, we will show some episodes on our Omni screen, which will be awesome. Um, and we're currently talking to one of um, somebody who worked on the show, actually. And I've been connected to through this working with this private collector who may be able to come over and speak about working on the show, working with props, working with the different actors. So hopefully that comes true, that happens, and everyone gets this wonderful experience from an insider. And you did mention, I want to say, too, because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to just tell you that, no, 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 it's, it's just Doctor Who that uh, the first Fridays and what the Science Center. You guys have a Nintendo one coming up in April, I know. I believe it's yeah. George of the Jungle this. No, that would have just happened, wouldn't it? This uh, We missed it that did. first Friday. Uh, yeah, but, it was just a couple nights ago. And there's there, it, there's always something fun like that. Like, I can't wait for the Nintendo one. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the first Fridays at the Science Center, it's the, obviously, just as it says, their first Friday of the month. And they've got a very cool-themed event that goes on. They've uh, they've done Indiana Jones in the past, I know. Um, mm-hmm. You guys have done all sorts of the, the, uh, the Nintendo one. Sounds a great deal of fun. But there's interactive exhibits that are set up there as well. Oh, exactly. Um, You know, our first Fridays are really a chance for people just to come and geek out. I mean, everybody's welcome. Everybody's included, no matter what your fandom is. And if you just want to come and see what it's all about, we encourage you to. But we've got Nintendo coming up in April. May is Titanic because this year's an anniversary for Titanic. Yeah. And then we have um, Star Trek in June. So we've got, and we have, you know, six more months after that, but... The next couple months are going to be pretty exciting. Absolutely. And again, we're talking with Christina Hampton from the St. Louis Science Center. Are you okay to stick with me for a few more minutes through a commercial break? Sure.
Perfect. We're going to take a very quick commercial break then. We're going to come right back, chatting more with Christina about the Doctor Who First Friday. Again, if you've got a question, you can send it to us on the KTRS text lines at 84126. Just include your first name, where you're calling from, and your question. We'll get that shouted out on the air. You're listening to geek to me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. Hello, this is Catherine Tate. Donna Noble is listening to geek to me Radio. Donna Noble has been saved. Donna Noble is listening to geek to me Radio. Donna Noble has been saved. Donna Noble is listening to geek to me Radio. Donna Noble has been saved. One of my very favorite companions, Donna Noble from the 10th Doctor series, played by Catherine Tate. So great meeting her in person. Um, just real quick before we get back to talking to Christine Hampton about all the stuff there is at the St. Louis Science Center, we'll make sure we tell you about our premier sponsor, the people without whom this show would not be possible. And that, of course, is the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. If you're listening from out of town, you're streaming us out there, maybe you're one of our brand new friends who we met while we were down at Pensacon and you're listening to the show for the first time. First of all, hello. Thanks for listening. Secondly, if you're looking to plan a trip, maybe you're looking to go someplace new in 2023. Check out the website, discoverstcharles.com. Always something going on and always something fun to do for everyone. If you are coming from out of town, lots of places to stay that will fit just about any style and budget from RVs, camper trailers. If you want to stay at someplace rustic like a nice bed and breakfast or if you want a world-class hotel with first-class accommodations, City of St. Charles has something for everyone. And don't get me started on the food. We'd be here for a whole other broadcast with me telling you about you go down to one part of the street, you get some great uh, barbecue at Salt and Smoke, head up the road, get a gooey butter milkshake on the other side of the street. I'm telling you, it's crazy good food all up and down the whole area. Best of all, the entire area is made up of small businesses. In this economy, it's so important to support small businesses, so make sure you get out, especially if you're in the greater St. Louis, St. Charles area. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and cross over the Blanchett Bridge. Check out all the cool things there are to see and do, especially as the weather warms up here in beautiful downtown St. Charles. Once again, whether you're out of town or you're local, start at the website and plan your trip and visit there. DiscoverSTCharles.com. Discover St. Charles. As we always say, it's an historically good time. Just a few minutes left here. We've got Christina Hampton's going to stick around with us. We want to make sure, too, we tell you about this great event at the Science Center. We'll make sure we tell you it's a free event. This is what's so great about St. Louis, Christine, is we've got the, the zoo and the Science Center, all these free things that people can take advantage of. Yeah, exactly. And the Science Center, not only are we free, but we were just voted, let's see, the number two free museum in the nation. Oh, fantastic. Which is wow. pretty awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And the number five science center in the nation. I personally think we're number one, but that's okay. I'm biased. Yeah, I know. Probably those other four people probably slipped money to the judges. I wouldn't put it past them. That's that's my (laughs) thought. But it's so it's so cool. And I we mentioned at the very top of the of the segment when we brought you on, you are a Whovian. So I'll ask you, do you have a favorite doctor, either classic or new? Yeah, absolutely. David Tennant is my doctor forever and always will be. So I am so, so excited that he's back. Um, that that was such a freaking awesome surprise. And I had the opportunity to meet him at Wizard World here in yes, St. Louis several yeah. years ago. Oh, my gosh. That was that was phenomenal. Well, we probably <laughs> bumped into days. each other there then because I, I was at that event as well. So we, we probably bumped into each other and didn't even know. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always say he's super nice because I was uh, I got the signing for him. I had to have him sign my uh, limited edition Funko Pop, the one with the 3D sunglasses on. And oh, yeah. he was there. I the, the event ended at 5 o'clock on Sunday. He stayed till 6.30 signing every single person's autograph. Because I know because I was the second to last guy in line and just couldn't be nicer. Super nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, as an actor, I think he's phenomenal, but also, you know, what we know of his personal life, he just seems so, so down to earth and so normal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, meeting him was was great. He was just so nice and so courteous to every single person. It was fantastic. Now, did you start with New Who and have you dipped into the classic or did you kind of grow up watching it? Obviously, people in St. Louis know that we started with PBS. We got the fourth and some fifth Doctor episodes here back in the 80s. Were you a classic person or did you start with New Who? I did not get into Doctor Who until about 2010. Oh, okay. So um, I, I got into it with the New Who, with the reboot. Um, thanks to my best friend, and I've kind of surpassed her maybe in fandom. <laughs> <laughs> I went a little crazy, but that's okay. Um, but I've come to appreciate Classic Who. Um, I haven't watched as many of those episodes, but I now remember being little and my grandma and my mom watching them. So it's funny to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I was exposed to Doctor Who when I was little and I didn't even know it. <laughs> and what about Companion? Do you have a favorite Companion? Uh yeah, that's hard, but I, I always have to go with Rose. Rose, okay, yeah. yeah. The initial companion, yeah, started it yeah. off. Ten and Rose, there's just something about them, their story, it just gets me every time right in the field. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, as far as the. I always, I always kind of separate. I put a wall up between classic and new because I can never pick just one doctor out of the a whole continuity or anything. But I always say my favorite new who doctor is Peter Capaldi. Uh, the, the, the acerbic, you know, the acerbic dry delivery, and then after he gave that speech in uh, in the Zygon inversion when mm. Kate and Jenna Coleman are standing off and they're about to, you know, hit the buttons. Brilliant. After that, he became my doctor. It was uh, no comparison. Yeah, you know, originally it's so hard when you move to a new doctor. You have that like learning period, right? Oh, sure. You're like, okay, I have to, I have to put the other doctor aside. I loved him, but I have to get used to the new one. <laughs> I didn't really appreciate Capaldi until after I went back and rewatched his season, well, his seasons a couple times. So now I enjoy him and I like him quite a bit. I mean, after Tenant, Matt Smith is my number two. So gotcha. <laughs> moving from those two to Capaldi is kind of hard, big shoes to fill, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we hosted some panels at Pensacon, and one of the things we brought up was I, I feel like Peter Capaldi really hit his stride when you got Bill and Nardle, because I feel like Jenna Coleman was kind of had that one foot in in Matt Smith's world. She was always his companion and never really Peter Capaldi's, but but I think when when we brought on Bill and Nardole, that was epic. I would I would have loved to have three more seasons of those three. Yeah, they were fantastic. Nardole, he's just hilarious. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and you have, of course, oh sorry, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Well, the, the husbands of River Song. Yes. that episode is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and we do have River's sonic screwdriver from that episode, the screeniest oh. one in this exhibit. And I see you've also got the John Sims, the master screwdriver as well, the laser screwdriver. Yes, the laser screwdriver because you need Sonic, right? Yes, exactly. I'm blown away that this person has all this stuff. I mean, I I consider myself a series collector because I've got, you know, the comic books from the original Marvel series in the 80s. But this guy's got an actual TARDIS and all these. That's incredible. I cannot wait to see all these. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's just, it's something else. Um, I have to admit, when we were assembling the TARDIS for the first time, I just kind of stood there and giggled like a little <laughs> girl for like 15 minutes. And then after we put it up, I, I went inside and I just kind of stood there and it was so surreal. And it was just like, okay, I know this is something that's used in the show, but it's more than that, right? right? This is something that has meant a lot to me as a fan getting to meet some of the doctors and companions. I mean, it's just, it's, it's surreal. It's not your typical like star Wars or star Trek. There's something about Dr. Who that just really speaks to you as a person, as a human and you know, how we interconnect and how we relate with everyone. So being inside the TARDIS, which is that vehicle, which kind of connects you in time and space was just awesome. Awesome. And I now have a key to the TARDIS, which I think makes me an official companion now. That sounds right. I think that's correct. <laughs> I, I could not dispute that if I tried. <laughs> so maybe if uh, if David Tennant shows up, he can flash your key and like, hey, where are we going? Oh, exactly. I would <laughs> let him in in a heartbeat. No problem. <laughs> and again, this is a free event at the St. Louis Science Center. Runs through January, so you've got plenty of time. But obviously, you kind of want to be the first to get down there. So maybe uh, make plans this coming weekend or the weekend after to head down to the St. Louis Science Center. Check that out. And of course, mark your calendar for the first Friday in every month. Uh, coming up in April, as we mentioned, is Nintendo. And we've got Titanic in, April, in, uh, in May. So I'll probably be there for both of those because those are two awesome. of my sweet spots. Oh, good. Well, we look forward to seeing you and everyone else. And of course, and if people want to check out, it's the website is SLSC, St. Louis Science Center dot org. Uh, it's under exhibits. And then, of course, if you can also keep up with them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube, you can check out more that the St. Louis Science Center has to offer. Uh, Christina Hampton, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to meeting you coming up very soon here when I visit the Doctor Who exhibit. Great. That'd be fantastic. I'd be happy to show you around. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you, you too. Thank you. There she goes. Yeah, make sure to check it out. We're so lucky in St. Louis to have such a great event space and uh, such a great attraction like the St. Louis Science Center. So please, if you're if you're a Whovian or not, get out there and check it out. Because even if you're not a Whovian, there is always something cool to see at the St. Louis Science Center. We're very fortunate uh, to have that as a play as a resource here for us in the greater St. Louis St. Charles area. Just a few minutes left. I want to make sure that uh, I thank Joey V not here today, but we were talking with Fritz and Louise earlier. My executive producer uh, would not be able to keep doing this show without all of his help. Uh, he's usually the one who gets the video up and running. And of course he's the one who makes the show sound as good as it does. If you're listening to it after the fact in the podcast form, which I hope you are. I do want to give a special shout out to all of our friends in Pensacola, Florida. A lot of people came from near and far, some central Florida, from uh, other parts of Florida, from out of state. Some people came. I met a couple there who were from Alabama, drove over for it. So if you are listening, you were at one of our panels at Pensacon. If you've now subscribed, because I saw we got like 58 new subscribers on YouTube since then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all very much for helping to boost the numbers there. Still going for 1K by my birthday. So if you haven't already, head over to YouTube.com, search out geek to me Radio, hit that subscribe button to get us to 1K, and of course, uh, hit the little bell notification. That way, every time we do go live with a video and Joey is in studio, you'll be the first one to be able to see that. 
I also, I want to mention, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, at Geek2MeRadio, you can see my picture with the four doctors, five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, great picture of them strangling me with my fourth doctor's scarf, because I have to do something different in uh, photo ops every single time. But it was great to see them, and we're going to have a special Pensacon wrap-up episode, which will not be on the radio station. You're going to have to go to Geek2MeRadio.com to find that one here in the coming weeks. We'll drop my interviews with D. Wallace, who was the mom in E.T. She obviously was in Cujo, Critters, The Howling, a great actress. Had a nice conversation with her. My interview with Adasa from Encanto will also be in that episode. And you'll probably hear from the sixth doctor, Colin Baker, as well. Those episodes will be dropping in my Pensacon special, only available online. So if you're listening to us right now on the radio, make sure you keep up with geek2meradio.com when that episode drops for my Pensacon rap. Next Sunday... Three-time Eisner Award-winning artist Rick Burchett will join us in studio along with our comic book sponsor Larry from Bugs Comics and Games. We'll be doing our pre-gaming for Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, which we'll be attending the following weekend, the 16th through the 19th. We'll be attending that event, and we'll have Chris Phelan on the show as well from Planet Comic Con to tell you what you can expect if you're going to be attending that event as well. And then, of course, our 350th episode, I can't believe it's been that many drops That Friday, the 19th, with the famous Julian Glover will be on the show uh, talking about his work on Indiana Jones on uh, For Your Eyes Only. He was the bad guy in that. His two episodes of Doctor Who, lots to hear about from Julian Glover. So make sure you stay with us for that. That's going to do it for us. Another show in the books. Thanks to all my guests. Thank you to the sponsors. Until next week, my friends. It's not in the way you watch I sound be It's not in the way you watch the flash It's not in the way you love Scotty Young Art It's not in the way you play Mario Kart It's not in the way you look when you make him and throw references That's a show This is Geek 2 kids, are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. Before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say referral geek to me radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. Bit.ly slash geek to me. Bit.ly slash geek to me.